match. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Sportsman. As always, we've got Joey D, we've got Mikey V, happy to have him. I know he's been a little under the weather, but we got him. We got him. Um, gentlemen, we're running out of NFL games to talk about. There's only a oh, few no. here. There's only oh. a few here. The season's coming to an end. No football this coming week, but we do it's have some shame. things to talk about from last weekend. Let's get right into it. Uh, let's talk Chiefs. Let's talk Ravens. Chiefs ended up with a victory, 17-10. Uh, in Baltimore, shocked the world, or did they? They're the Chiefs. Uh, Mikey, walk me through that game. Well, you know, uh, was my pick of the week. Was that over? Um, start of the second quarter, you had 21 points already on the board. I was feeling very, very good about my position. And then uh, all of a sudden, it was kind of just what it felt like to me was the Ravens, every successful thing that they had in that game felt like it was very very much an uphill climb to get to it felt like in order for them to have any success in that game it had to be because of a really big play or a broken play or they just had to be fortunate to get any kind of points on Sunday um, including the big touchdown that they got in the beginning and then obviously the Zay Flowers fumble, the Zay Flowers personal foul. I mean, Zay Flowers had a tough second half um, in that game. The Chiefs, listen, first half, they did what they did. I thought the Ravens defense played marvelously in the second half and the offense just fell flat on their face and Lamar had a terrible game. There's no way around it. There's no way to sugarcoat it. The stigma on Lamar and the thing people who support Lamar don't want to hear this, but the stigma has been make him throw the ball and bad things will happen. For one reason or another, the Ravens decided they were going to throw the ball a lot and not run with their running backs. I think the running backs that had like mean, I know. six insane. or eight carries at most. Insane. And Lamar just was not good. He just was not good. It was his worst game in weeks, and it was the worst spot you could possibly have it in. The Chiefs, to me, uh, you know, they were impressive to a degree. I thought the first half they were better than they were in the second half. Their defense played very, very well. I'm not going to not credit Steve Spagnolo, who has now become one of the best big game defensive coordinators to ever coach in the National Football League, Steve Spagnuolo. Um and the Chiefs are back again in the Super Bowl. And wow. Mahomes is playing for his fourth ring now, right? Third or fourth? No, it's third, 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 third ring. Fourth Super third Bowl. Third ring, fourth, fourth Super Bowl, third ring. Um, he has a chance to really cement an incredible legacy very early on in his career. Um, but, you know, the Chiefs just – the Chiefs were a better team in all three phases. You know, they were just better in all three phases – and uh, I, I still want to give credit to that Ravens defense. I think they did everything they possibly could in that second half to keep the Ravens alive in that game. And the turnovers were devastating and too much to overcome for Baltimore. And that in combination with the worst game Lamar's had in months, that was the death sentence. And that was it for Baltimore. And the ride is over again for the Ravens. <laughs> Joseph? Yeah, I, I would reiterate everything Mikey said. To me, the biggest shocker was the 
I don't know about the inability, but the unwillingness of the Ravens offense to even attempt to run the ball. You're talking about a team that led the league in rushing this year, and they became one-dimensional, they became predictable, and and literally you just saw blitz package after blitz package. The Chiefs were throwing the kitchen sink at Lamar. He had no time in the pocket. He could not make a throw. And I think a big portion of that is because for whatever reason, the Ravens just decided not to run the football. There were a few times where Lamar did scramble and got big chunk yardage. But aside from that, they really did not really attempt to establish the run early. That was the big thing I thought on the offensive side of the ball. The other thing too, is that this team continued to shoot themselves in the foot. There was a a possession where they had the Chiefs, I think it was in the second quarter or third quarter, at the 10-yard line or the five-yard line. And they had, I think in the game, they had three or four. But in that drive alone, two roughing the passer penalties. Yeah, that, that was gave before the half Chiefs time. Yeah, 30 that was yards back, of... Back-to-back, back back. that was really It bad. was just... And, and they had them stopped like they had a they had an opportunity to get the ball back and really put points on the board and get something set up. And every time it seemed like they started something, they just couldn't finish it. You know, when it was just like on the defensive end of the ball, there was the, the penalties on the offensive side of the ball. There was the turnovers um, and just untimely sacks. And it just it seemed like they just could not do anything. So I will give a testament to the Chiefs defense. This is a defense that throughout the season looked extremely weak. It looked extremely vulnerable. <laughs> it looked out of sorts. And whatever they've done there, you know, Bernard mentioned Steve Spagnuolo. He did this with the Giants when they made their runs. And I, 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 I was so impressed with just the coverage with the play of the defense. They looked really stout. They looked on top of the ball. They looked like they were in control. And, you know, the Ravens at home, they could not get the crowd into it. And, you know, this is the same old story for Lamar, man. Just cannot get over the hump. And it's unfortunate because he's a great quarterback. He had an unbelievable season. He'll end up winning the MVP most likely. But you look at a winner and you see Patrick Mahomes, man. And this is Hmm. why I... I said before, you know, last week's episode that my game of the week was the Chiefs money line because they just think they always, if you get the Chiefs as a dog in a playoff game of this magnitude, like you are, you should be taking that because it doesn't happen often. And they just rise to the occasion time and time again. So kudos to the Chiefs, man, after a year that a lot of people doubted them and said that this was the demise of this team. They were done. They, you know, they looked flat. They didn't have the sauce anymore. You know, they came back with a vengeance and they did it on the back of Mahomes. And by the way, Travis Kelsey played the best game that I've seen him play in a while, man. That guy was an absolute force in the first half. We had talked about maybe he might retire at the end of the season. That guy looked in the first half like he had as much to give in the tank still as we've seen in a long time. So kudos to the Chiefs. The Ravens got a lot of questions to answer. Um, Chiefs are back at the Super Bowl, man. It's fucking crazy. It's like the modern day Brady now. It's, It's unbelievable. Let me tell you something. People of a certain age hate personal fouls. They hate taunting. They they especially hate it from the wide receiver position. I was watching with some family. 
of a certain age. And they just, that Zay Flowers play where he, he caught that huge pass. What they got down like the 15 or like the 20 or something like that. It was like 10. 10. And he pushes that guy's head down to the ground and they, they let that one go. And then he fucking spun the ball in front of them. They hate that shit. So then when he went and fumbled in the end zone, everyone's like, yeah, he fucking had it coming to him. Instant karma. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just funny, man. But you know what? It's interesting because Peyton Manning didn't make it to the Super Bowl in the first like 10 years of his career. So all this, all this knock on Lamar Jackson, everyone's saying this is, this is him, this is who he is. Was that not, was was that his first AFC championship game? That was, that was the furthest he'd ever gotten, right? Yeah, I think so. It was the furthest he'd ever gotten. And by the way, that first touchdown ticket was as good a play as you'll see all season. That was unbelievable. What did we talk about most of the season? He doesn't really have wide receivers. He's got no running backs that do much of anything. I know that they didn't get much of an opportunity in this game. He was bad though, Tick. He, was, he was. I'm not going to say he was not bad. I'm not. I'm not here to say that he wasn't awful in that game. That was by far the worst I've seen Lamar in a long time. Yes. But just, just that one game after a great season that he got again yet further than he ever had before. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's he's cursed or he's one of these guys who can't get it done because there's been many a great quarterbacks that can't that, that didn't get there for years and years and years. And I think Lamar is going to be the same. I mean, you, know, you can't tell me that he was as good as he was all season. And then just because he has a bad performance against the Chiefs that he can't throw and he's never going to win anything. I don't subscribe to that. I, I'm not a, I'm well, not going to participate in that conversation. And the, the AFC, it, it's very reminiscent of that in that Mahomes is the modern Brady and he's wreaking havoc against all these other very, very comparable AFC quarterbacks that are great. Right. Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Um, they can't beat them. The the thing is, is like you think about that era of football, Patriots. Joe Burrow Colts, did beat him. He did. You did. But he didn't win the whole thing. Sure. But he, here's the thing: is is the, the one guy out of the AFC besides the one year that Manning won it? He won it the one year with the Colts, but it was one year. The only guy who won a couple was Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. And Ben Roethlisberger's teams, when you think about those Pittsburgh teams. Defense. Kind of built similar to the Ravens. Defense, running the ball. Defense, running the ball. But Ben was a thrower of the ball, though. He he really, like, you couldn't play the let's let Ben beat us with his arm because Ben would consistently beat you with oh, his arm. Look at the look at the guys, Santonio Holmes, Antonio Brown. He had some great, like, he had some great teams, some great teams. It's just gonna be who's gonna be able to put together that team that's good on both sides of the ball, as good, because I don't think the Ravens weaponry is as good as some of the, you know, they, they don't have a Stefan Diggs. Um, although Zay Flowers is tremendous, he, he is mental mistakes, rookie mistakes. Yeah, let's see where they're at. He's next a rookie, year. though. He's he, he did is. play very well, aside from that. Well. He played very, play very well. well. So, so you know, they just need to, it's not going to be easy for anyone in the AFC for a very long time, and it's not going to be easy for any team for a very long time to beat this Chiefs team because of number 15. It's just not, it's just. He he is as frustrating a player to watch if you're the opposing team oh. and to play against as you're if you're the opposing team as any as I've ever seen. Or uh, to bet against. Yes, to bet against, to watch. Oh, he is as horrible. frustrating as it gets. Um 
that being said, I mean, it could be a long time that you're going to be seeing and dealing with this guy, really, if, you know, because this GM in Kansas City still knows how to build a team. And, you know, I think that the Chiefs will probably be better next year on offense because I think they'll be able to address yeah, a lot of yeah. their deficiencies. So I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon for anybody. So unless, don't worry about the Chiefs. Just build yourself. Unless Travis Kelsey retires. He's not going to retire. I'm just saying I've heard rumblings. If he I'm wins saying, the Super Bowl, Travis, Travis Kelsey looks to me like he packed in the regular season and Correct. he literally took it off until the postseason. And now That's he's, right. he looks he's sensational last yeah, game. Man. Yeah. And by the way, if he wins another Super Bowl this year, for all the reasons that Mikey just mentioned, he would be silly to retire right now because he could go down and win another Super Bowl next year. He's going to have a shot. He just passed. Was it, uh, I think Jerry, it Rice. Jerry Rice for yeah. the most all-time receptions in the playoffs. So this guy is yeah. cementing his 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 name in, I mean, he's already a Hall of Famer, but he's cementing his name as one of the best tight ends to ever I just play. don't think it's a definite that he's not going to retire because he's he's getting older. I mean, he's obviously yeah, at a point I, I don't know place if it's where... A, I don't know if it's a definite. I think if they win, it's actually more reason more for likely. him to walk away. Correct. He had an interview, like, though. He had an interview not long ago. I don't know who it was with. And they asked him, how many more do you think you can get or you want to get? And he said, I'd like to get another two before I retire. So yeah. I don't know. Things change. We'll, we'll see. But yeah, as far as Lamar goes, I, I just, uh, I hear what you're saying, Mikey. And when you're talking about defense and running, I mean, that, that team, he's been the whole running offense this entire year. He has not gotten a tremendous amount of help from any of his running backs. He is the running they all got They all got hurt. They all got hurt. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but if you, I'm saying if you can solve some of these things, I, I just don't think that Lamar can go from one week being the Messiah, the, you know, the end all be all of football, the greatest, the most overlooked guy in the draft of all time, all these things you just kept hearing on social media and all these conversations to he has a shit game, understandably awful, awful, atrocious, to now he's the guy who can never get it done. And, I, I and just, I don't I, like I, that narrative I, whatsoever. I, I, I agree with that. Here's the problem again and i'll go back to it if you took tom brady out of the nfl and he didn't play how many rings do you think that philip rivers peyton manning and ben roethlisberger would have split between the three of them i would say probably another one at least for each of them rivers probably would have got one uh manning may have had two or three with the colts probably three and ben might have had two more if you took Patrick Mahomes out of the NFL, I think Josh Allen may have a ring already. I think Burrow may have a ring already. And I think that um, uh, Lamar may have a ring already. The unfortunate thing is, is that for these guys who are generational talents at quarterbacks, they're playing in an era of potentially the next GOAT. Joe Montana, Tom Brady. And now if this guy wins again, if he wins again, He's in that conversation. I mean, it's insane. He's so it's, young. It's crazy, yeah. bro. It's crazy. And it's unfortunate for these guys that they're going to play in the same era because this is just what it is. They'll be lucky to get their one or two. Yeah. They'll be very fortunate. Ask Peyton Manning. Ask Peyton Manning. It's it's unfortunate, but it, it just, it, 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 is what, it is what it is. We're living in, it's his world. It's the Chiefs world. He just refuses to lose, man. He just refuses 
to lose. It's, it's so weird too. He only does what he needs to do. Like he doesn't go out there and score 30, like win by 30. If he needs a touchdown, he goes and gets a touchdown. If he doesn't need yeah. a touchdown, like the second half here, I know they played great defense, but still he could, yeah. if, if he was the down, last play of the game? we would have saw a different guy. He, they just didn't score in the second half because they didn't need to. They do what, what they the need to do. the last play of the game? You have the, you have the confidence that he throws a ball 30 yards downfield to yeah. Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's been yeah. dropping balls all oh, year. Uh, just to cement it. Just to cement it. It's just like unbelievable. He just does whatever he needs to do. No more, no le- absolutely no less. It's, it's unbelievable. All right, folks, we briefly interrupt this podcast to let you know that The Sportsman is proudly sponsored by our friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped's been doing it for a long time. They're going to have everything and more you need to be playoff ready. If you're rocking a playoff beard like myself for the Super Bowl and you need the proper necessities to keep that thing looking fresh and clean, go to Manscaped right now, manscaped.com. They've got the Beard Hedger Pro Kit available right now. It is going to leave your face looking clean as a whistle and ready for game time. Do so and enter our promo code SPORTSMANPOD20 and receive 20% off your product along with free shipping. So as for always, it was always Manscaped. It always will be Manscaped. And we hope that you enjoy your product. Now back to our podcast. Let's move on here. Let's move on to the night game. Let's move to the NFC Championship. We had the Lions, the pesky Lions, went to San Francisco, and uh, they ended up after a horrible second half losing to the Niners 34-31 to uh, in San Francisco. Joey D, talk me through that game. They were who they thought they were. And they let them off the hook. <laughs> you could say that, man. Honestly, this Lions team came out as I had expected them to with just the fire and the <laughs> tenacity and like the passion. This game could have been over. And I, I saw a similar performance to what the Packers had done in the first half to the Niners, with the exception that the Packers couldn't score touchdowns. They settled for field goals. The Lions were scoring touchdowns and they established a massive lead to the point where like, I was like, man, this could get out of hand, but I'll give you credit uh, two things. The first thing is Dan Campbell cannot stay out of his own way. I have said it for weeks. I said in that Dallas game, when he went for the two point conversion, two, three times in a row, this guy is stuck playing a Madden game and he can't realize (laughs) that you don't need to get it on fourth down. You can kick a field goal and get the points. Them not going for it the first time when they're in field goal range and go for his fourth and three was shock was, was not shocking, but it was surprising to me. But the second time in the fourth quarter to not go for the field goal when you're fourth and two, I mean, that is just a bad decision, and it cost them dearly. Um, so that was the first point I wanted to make. The second point is this Niners team, they're like a cockroach, man. You just cannot hmm. kill them, or they just refuse to die. Because even against the Packers, it seemed like Green Bay had all the momentum in the world. It seemed like they were going to go ahead and win when Aaron Jones got that 50-yard run. I was like, that's it. We score a touchdown here. It's done. But they come up with big plays when they need it. And it just so happened that the big play they got this week was a fluky catch by Ayuk on a fucking uh, a batted deflection that should never have turned into a catch. And that just, you saw that 
It happened. They scored a touchdown after they turned the ball over after that. And they went over and it was just like, here we go. This is, this is, they, they just ride the wave of momentum. So, you know, the Niners team, they, they're tough. They don't give up even when they face adversity. So the, I'm going to be really interesting to see how they face up against the chiefs on the other side of the ball. You can't help, but feel terrible for the lions. Imagine a lions fan too. I mean, this is their first NFC championship. They come out like that play as good as a first half as you could play. And then, you know, even in the third quarter, it looked like they had control of the game and then it just fell, it fell underneath them. So you got to feel terrible for them, but I can't help but think that, you know, Dan Campbell, I love the guy. I think he's a great guy. I said in the Burnley Dunk show that he'd be a coach I want to play for, but like at some point you have to realize there are moments in the game where you simply cannot gamble and unfortunately, they learned the tough way. And as a result, the Niners are going to the Super Bowl. Mikey? Yeah, I mean, Campbell, obviously, you know, just mind, mind-boggling. There's, aggress- there's aggressiveness and then there's stupidity. And I think Dan Campbell towed the line on Sunday. Um, you're on the road. You're against the one seed. You established the huge lead in the first half. You take points. From that point on, you say to yourself, if I have the opportunity to put more points on the board, I take, you're not chasing the lead. You're not chasing anything. You're, you're in the driver's seat. Any opportunity to put, I don't care if it's a, I don't care if they told Dan Campbell, listen, you kick this field goal. We're only going to give you one point for it. Not yeah. three. I don't give a shit. I'm taking the one point and I'm going to continue to build that lead as much as I can. Bad mistake by him. Flip side credit where credit is due to one Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, this entire playoffs has taken fire from multiple news outlets, not even just these playoffs, ever since the Baltimore game, ever since he threw four interceptions in that Baltimore game earlier, uh, late in the season, but earlier, you know, in, in relation to the playoffs. Ever since then, I feel like he has been very much under the gun. Do I think he's the league MVP? No. No, I don't. Do I think he's in a great situation? Yes. Yes, I do. Absolutely. I think it's a great play calling head coach, a great scheming head coach. He has the best arsenal of weaponry available oh. to a quarterback in the NFL. He has the best left tackle. He has the best running back. He has a top three tight end. He has a top three wide, uh, top 10 wide out in Ayuk, a top three kind of a gadget player. I don't even know what you call Debo Samuel. Okay. We know all that. The bottom line is Brock Purdy in that second half, could not be stopped. He was running the ball. I didn't know he could run that efficiently. I'm not going to say well, but he ran the ball when he had to, and he made plays with his legs when he had to do. He made plays with his arms when he with his arm when he had to. He could not be stopped in that second half. He made a big throw against Green Bay to lead them back. That last drive, he went six of eight, whatever it was, or six of six to beat Green Bay on the last drive. The second half, when it counted the most money time, Brock was there. Brock delivered. Hats off to Brock Purdy, and I'm going to give him credit where credit is due. On the flip side, San Francisco has to fix that defense. That oh. defense got eaten alive. If they do not the create Chiefs a are pass going to rush destroy against this team, man. Kansas, City, Kansas City's offensive line is as good as Detroit's. They, they don't allow – they keep Mahomes very, very clean. If they can't get pressure with that front four, Chase Young, he's taking plays off. He looks – he's standing straight up. I saw he him is. again on Sunday. So Nick weird. Post, Nick Bosa is the only guy whose engine just is, I mean, another 
two sacks I mean, or whatever. Two, he had I think two for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he had two. Um, that defense has to get it figured out and get it figured out very, very quickly because I don't think they could roll into the Super Bowl and think they're going to get pressure with the front four. If they're going to do that, they're going to lose the game. Uh, so San Francisco's got to address that. But again, I'll tip the cap to Brock Purdy and I'll tip the, tip the cap to the 49ers. Two games where they look like they should have lost the game outright to a double-digit dog almost. Both games, over touchdown underdog, both those games. Nine and a half Green Bay, seven and a half Detroit or seven, whatever it was. Over a touchdown favorite, they look like they should have lost both games outright at home. What yeah. the hell is going to happen when they play the Chiefs on a They're going to get destroyed. They're I think that's the general consensus. I don't know if they're going to get destroyed. What's the line at? It was well. It opened at San Francisco minus two. Then, oh then my within, god! Within, within minutes, it was down to one and a half. One. Uh, I have not checked since. I will check right now, and it is two. San Francisco's back up the to Chiefs, a two point. The Chiefs favorite. are going to win that game by a touchdown or more. What makes you? Well, we'll get to that. We'll 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 get there. We'll get there. We'll talk about that after this. Um, the Chase Young thing is so bizarre to me. It's so yes. bizarre at the trade deadline. The Bears got sweat, and uh, the Niners got Chase Young, and only one team got what they bargained for. Chase Young stands up. That's what he's best at is getting down and then standing up and doing fucking nothing. It's unbelievable. And he looks a little out of shape. I don't know if he's just – he just doesn't give a shit anymore. I don't know what it is, but that that sucks for them. You know who's um, awesome and, is and, Fred and Warner's awesome. Fred Warner's unbelievable. Fred Warner's awesome. When when the Bears made that trade for Sweat originally, the biased homer in me was like, man, you know, I love Montez Sweat. I was like, but man, San Francisco got Chase Young. Like, I would have loved to see Chase Young on yeah. the Bears because I was such a huge fan of his at Ohio State. But, I mean, there's no comparison. I mean, Montez Sweat, Montez Sweat was a game wrecker in the NFL, not for the Bears. In in terms of the NFL, Montez Sweat was a game wrecker when he got traded to Chicago. Well, it was for the Bears too. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like like he's. I don't want to say it like he's a game wrecker for the Bears. Like in comparison to all defensive players in the league, he was on oh, that yeah, team. Yeah, 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 game wrecker this year. Chase Young is just like I'm watching him, and I'm and like the effort is just not there. And there was actually no. they already said San Francisco said there's a possibility that they may not play him. Yeah. If they don't see He's what they want the to see in the practice, they, they may not play him. And you know what? I don't think they should. If if that's the effort you're going to get from Chase Young, anybody could go out in an yeah. N- on an NFL roster and give you that same effort. <laughs> um, they need more from that front four because that's San Francisco lives, eats, and breathes by the front four getting pressure without having to blitz any of those guys, especially with Hufanga, who's been hurt the entire year, not playing. That safety <laughs> who can't come up and support yeah. to stop the run and to stop. With Ufanga out, it changes so much for them not being able to cheat with bringing a safety down as much because that was Ufanga's game. He's like a Palomalu type. He's just incredible. Yeah. Without him, they really they rely so much on that front four. And if that's what you're going to get from Chase Young, <laughs> that is not going to work. The Chiefs will pick them apart. They have they to will. go to a blitz. They have to blitz. I don't care if it's Greenlaw, if it's Warner. Now, the issue is you blitz Warner, who's going to keep an eye on Travis Kelsey? You blitz Warner, who's going to keep an eye on Mahomes getting out of the pocket? Because that's what Mahomes does best. But the Chiefs it's, haven't, it's, their offense hasn't been lighting the world on fire by any means. They look means good, though. But ticket, you, they scored you, 17 ticket, points. Said, ticket, they look good. Said, yeah, but Ticket, you said it best, though. When they have to do it, yeah. they do it. 
when they have to do but it, that means but it. that means san francisco will be in the game the whole time and that the line that they set is actually pretty good and pretty close to it it's, a I would, it's genuinely i, would be I mean two, po- if two they points win or by less a, is, two points or less is a pickup I'm, i'd I be shocked say, if they win by more than four points uh, that would be shocked you know the, the most concerning thing from the niners defense is how bad they looked against the run Montgomery was absolutely gashing them. Yeah, but the know? second like, half, they completely shut that down. The, the Lions should have had a steady it. diet of Gibbs in the second half. And well, they he just, fumbled they the just ball didn't. when they needed him to do you something. You go right back to him. He's your stud rookie. You go right back to him. You show your – Dan Campbell is a guy who likes to put his confidence into players. He likes – like, when you make a bad play, he's giving you a butt tap and he's sending you right back out there. He didn't with Gibbs for whatever reason. Maybe he knew something we didn't. Maybe he was a little banged up. That should have been Gibbs' second half to just run that clock, and and they just they just didn't do it, and and it was so baffling. Among many things that Dan did that game in the second half specifically, it was very baffling. It was very baffling. Thought, Mikey, did you have something this, there? I thought you were going to say something. No, no, I, 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 I think the Lions just. It was like one of those things where like they just once the Niners started to get it rolling in the second half, it was almost like a deer in headlights look from Detroit. Like, oh my God, what the fuck are we doing? Like, yeah, it was kind of like they got stuck deer in headlights from Goff all the way to Campbell. It was kind of like, oh shit, like it, that's the best way I could put it. It was a deer, it looked like a deer in headlights once the Niners started. It was like one of those favorite. old cartoons when the guys are in a sub and they get the hole and they just try to plug it up and then a bunch of different holes just yep, kept coming yep, yep, and they just yep, couldn't plug yep, them anymore. Yes, and they panic. knew it was coming. Panic. Yep. It was total and utter yeah. panic. And you know, the one thing that you can say about Dan Campbell is he did exactly what got him there. People hate it. They they fucking think he made a mistake. I I personally, certainly the fourth, the fourth quarter one. But he oh. did exactly what got him. I mean, he stayed consistent with he how stayed the he course, played. But all I mean, like he also lost the way he lost other games because of making those. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it was right. Like Joe mentioned the Cowboys game. That's exactly right. Like, have you not learned your lesson? Have yeah. you not? You do it once. Okay, fool me once. Fool me twice. Shame on. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. You cannot. And I put it out today. It was my cousin's cooler. It was Dan Campbell. I mean, that was my my cousin's cooler. Today. A bird in one hand, uh, a bird in a hand is worth two in the bush. And Dan Campbell just does not believe that whatsoever. This guy wants it all, and I get it. But you have to play it situationally. They weren't chasing points at the point that you're up twenty four to seven. Any points you get from then on is just gravy. Because the oh, defense, yeah. the defense in the third quarter, if they kick a field goal there, they're up three score. Well, they're up, they're up 17 points, right? So they're up three scores. So even with the Niners come back, score a touchdown, you're still up 10 points. And then so like you still said, have the Tim, lead. You run the ball, you burn more clock, you burn as much clock yeah. as you can on offense. Is it boring? Yes. Is it not entertaining? Yes. But you want to go to the fucking Super Bowl, or do you want to like you put yourself in a position to get there to begin with? That's right. So you have to you have I, to finish. It. I thought that Dan Campbell had learned that Cowboys lesson because at the end of the first half, when there was the what was it? There was like three you seconds get the left. Field goal. Get yes. the field goal. Get the field goal. This guy, yes. this guy's learning. And then the second half, he just he felt so uncomfortable with himself kicking that field goal at the end of the first half that he just but totally it was the exploded. right play. It was, it was the, the right play. play. I agree. I completely agree. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, all right, we can move up. Well, you know what? We're doing one episode this week. I want to talk about the Super Bowl. We'll talk about it again next week, but we'll do a quick thing here. But before we move on to uh, some predictions and what we think about the teams and who might win, do you guys think that Jared Goff has warranted the trust of the Lions to continue working with him? Should they extend yes. him? Joe, okay, I'll give it to you, Joe. What do you think? <laughs> I think so, man. This guy's got a, you know... He- kind of got a bad end of this, uh, you know, of the st- short end of the stick when he got traded to Detroit. Stafford goes to a Super Bowl ready team, wins the Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, I think Jared Goff's been nothing but loyal to this team since day one. He stuck with the team. Obviously, is he the best quarterback in the league? No. You know, I think, though, he embodies what this Detroit franchise is all about in terms of he gives everything he's got. He's a competitor. He's been embraced and adorned by the by the franchise. You heard the the fans chanting his name. They obviously are happy with him at the helm. He, to me, has done as much as he needs to do. Now, who are you going to go out and get? I'm sorry. There's there's some guys out there. You're going to bring Russell Wilson in. Are you going to bring like that's what I'm saying? Like that. Like if you could say Baker to Mayfield. me, well, that's what I'm saying here. Like, what is the talent pool that you're looking to replace him with? Because if you could tell me. You could replace him with, I don't know, a guy like, uh, you know, that was wild. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was creepy. That was crazy. What, I don't know what, what I, that was. It looked like a Martian on your screen there, Mikey. Yeah, it like you got what, slimed from Nickelodeon. Uh, what was, was like that real quick, though? The Mikey, Apple, what? when the Apple, the Apple computer, when you get a phone call, everything's linked. So it just pops up that the phone call's coming in. But what was but that it, like, screensaver? It was like, it was like a I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't do that. It was bizarre. It was wild. But it looked like that slime then went and transferred to Ticket's <laughs> fucking screen and it froze him to me. death. Yeah. Two things I think could be true about Jared Goff. Two things could be true simultaneously at the same time. First thing that's true. The Lions went from a laughing stock, laughing stock, bottom of the barrel, doldrums of the NFL, doldrums of the NFC North, to winning not one, but two consecutive home playoff games this season and a division title. Jared Goff, a major reason why that happened, period. Number two, the second thing that could be true also is that I'll never be afraid to play a Jared Goff team in the playoffs. I just never would ever be like, oh, no, no, we got to play Jared Goff. I so, But that doesn't mean that Jared Goff is not the guy for Detroit. I think he is. I think he proved it this year. I don't know what else you – a franchise of the utmost infertility along with Cleveland and the Jets ascends to new heights. They're a game away from the Super Bowl and they had the number one seed dead to rights on on the the ropes. ropes. Yeah. On the ropes. He has to be the guy moving forward for Detroit. Anything less as Charles Barkley would say would be uncivilized. (laughs) It reminds me a little bit. We were talking about a few weeks ago with Baker Mayfield. Someone's going to pay him and he's probably not going to deserve it. 
I feel the same way with Jared Goff. I, I think they have no choice right now but to extend him. But I just think a couple years, maybe even next year down the road with him, you're going to find yourself in a in a Joe Flacco situation, a guy who just is can so obviously not get it done. He can so obviously win 9, 10, 11 games in the regular season and never win in, this, in the playoffs. I, I I worry for the for the Lions because they've got a good group of talent. The playoffs, they've Jake. got they did they did this year. I'm just saying, and so did Joe Flacco, and then never again. And so what well, I'm saying, Flacco did Flacco flopped. Flacco in the flopped first, in the first game. You got to give Goff the credit. Yeah. He got no. I'm not giving. Game. I'm not not giving him the credit. What I'm yeah. saying is, I can see this guy always being just good enough to stick around, never good sure. enough to win. And sure. and that's what I worry about with the Lions because they're the rest of the team is ready to win. I mean, they've got a few things they need to fix, but they've got a great, young, <laughs> hungry team. And if you spend three or four years with Jared Goff, you might see some of that talent go while you wasted with Jared Goff. And it, it just pains me for, for Detroit. The, I think you're in a tough it, spot with him. If the Lions played in the AFC, I would have a different answer to that question. But they don't. If my uncle had, uh, if my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle out of that old saying. <laughs> if they played in the AFC, I would have a different answer. But they don't play in the conference with Allen, Lamar, Mahomes, and Burrow, and Herbert, and all these superstar. The 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 quarterback disparity from AFC to NFC is so monumentally. The gap is just so huge that Goff could survive, and I could see Goff winning an NFC title. I can. If, I could. If, I could. They should have won one on Sunday. They should have yeah. won the NFC title on Sunday. Now you would think Detroit will improve that team and that they'll be back in the mix firmly again next year. So tick, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And if he played in that other conference, I would say that you're hundred percent right. And I would say that he would have trouble even getting you out of the first round in the AFC. He would have a tremendous tough time doing that, but they don't. And you know, you got to stick with what your situation is. And right now in the NFC, I think they could have success with him because you want of a hot take Mikey. Yeah, go ahead. In two years, Jordan Love is going to be the best quarterback in the NFC, without question. It's not really a hot take. I mean, when Caleb Williams comes in for the Bears, I might have something to say about that then. I think it's a bold take. I think it's bold. Mikey talked about quarterbacks disparity in the NFC. I think that Jordan Love, in the next couple years, I I, almost right now, I think, has proven himself that I think he's the best quarterback in the NFC. Right now? I think he's going to only get better. Look at, look at. Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott would have been the two that I would say were the best quarterbacks. I, I don't think anybody would have questioned that. I don't think any other quarterback would have come close to those two. And look what they did in the fucking playoffs. They flopped. Jalen sure, Hurts looked enough. horrific. Dak Prescott just, yeah. he scored all those points in garbage time. Like he can't win a playoff game. Well, so, I'm okay. So bringing it back on track here, if you're the lions and let's just say the Eagles were like, you know what? We're keeping Sirianni. We've had enough of Jalen Hurts. The team, the chemistry, it's all off. We're, we're releasing him. Should the Lions, would the Lions be better with Jalen Hurts than with Jared Goff? What do you There's think? There's no Mike? need to get rid of Jared Goff. He just got you to an NFC championship. Yeah, but Mikey just said basically that he can't win a Super Bowl by saying that if it was in the AFC, it would be a different story. So you still don't have your guy necessarily, your killer. I'm merely asking, would they be better with a Jalen Hurts? Is there someone out there that if it's yeah, I, I, I think I think the Lions would be better with Jalen Hurts because um, you're saying over Goff, right? 
I think the Lions would be better with Jalen Hurts and Ben Johnson's offense. Would I, I just think Philly, Philly's offense was just I, – I, I'm not going to put that all on Hurts. I mean, I'm not going to say he's got better weapons in Detroit because he doesn't. He's got great weapons in his own right in Philly. Um, but I just think in that situation in Philly, indoors, with Ben Johnson, I think he would do better. Yes, I think sure. he would do better than Jared. All right, well, let's move on here to the Super Bowl. Again, we'll talk about it next week, probably in further depth, but we'll just we'll briefly talk about it here. Currently, I have the line at San Francisco as a favorite by two points. Um, it's probably somewhere around there, depending on the book, one and a half, one, two, two and a half, whatever. I got two. Uh, 49ers uh, at the Chiefs in Vegas. Give me your thoughts, Mikey. What are you thinking so far right now? I'm not going to overthink it. Uh, I'm not going to overthink it. I overthought, I guess I overthought Baltimore game. Um, so, I, I mean, I didn't th- overthink the, the Dolphins game for the Chiefs, but I definitely must have overthought the Bills, and then I overthought the Ravens. I'll take the Chiefs. I'll take the points. <laughs> I mean, I just – this guy, man, this guy, it just does – it appears to not matter who plays around him as long as he has, you know, his buddy, 87. Um, it just – because Kelsey is just a master of finding that little soft spot in the zone or and he just settles in and it's just so easy for them. And until they lose, I, I just – I'm going to pick them again. I mean – could I change my mind next week? I guess perhaps if the line takes a radical turn, but right now it's chief's money line for me. Um, it's chief's money line for me. Um, it may even be a chief's alt line. Drive Alternate it up to spread. Yeah. Drive it up to chief's minus two and a half, just to get that extra little juice. If you're going to say the chiefs are going to win, always remember that in the back of your head. If you're taking a money line dog and you believe that they're going to win the game, uh, why would you not alt line it then to two and a half? It may be minimal improvement, but you're going to get even more juice in the right direction for yourself. So always remember to do that. Um, I think that the Chiefs right now, they're just, they just look so good. And the Niners just, the Niners have gotten the job done in the clutch, but the Packers, all due respect, Joe. Packers defense and the Lions defense is not the Chiefs defense. It's not yeah. Steve Spagnuolo's defense. The Chiefs defense has carried this Kansas City team through the bad times that this offense experienced through the majority of the season. The Chiefs defense was the, was the side of the ball that Kansas City could rely on the entire season as opposed to that offense that sputtered at times and we were questioning, oh, what's going on with them? That was because of the Chiefs offense. Now that the offense looks the way they've looked, and ticket, I I hear you. They're not scoring oodles of points, but on the flip side, when they need it, it's like it's almost routine for them to just go and get it. Now the Niners' defense on the flip side, Niners' defense is very very good, but the Ravens' defense I think is probably better. I think I think is probably better, just a little bit or at least as good. Buffalo's defense, pretty good defense. So it's not as if the Chiefs have run through two cupcake defenses back-to-back. The Niners have. The Niners have played two cupcake defenses back-to-back games. Joe, I'll give credit to the Packers. They played better defense down the stretch, but you know as well as I do, they fired the defensive coordinator as soon as they should have. They They fired Joe Barry, deservingly so. His defense was terrible. So it's not like the Chiefs have been running through cupcake defense. I just... I'm not going to try and outthink, oh, well, McCaffrey and, and and Debo and fine, all well and good. Give me the Chiefs. Not overthinking it. I'm not. Mm-hmm. 
Joe? There's only one way that this this game plays out at the end, and it's um, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey in midfield with confetti flying down. And I, 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 as, 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 as horrible and, and just, just degrading as that sounds, you know, as a football fan, um, it is what's going to happen. And, and, you know, I said earlier, anytime you get the Chiefs as a dog in a playoff big game and you get, well, we're just talking about Mahomes as one of the great generational talents at quarterback. Why would you not trust? And listen, if you put your money on him and he loses, so be it. At least you can go home and say, you know what? I took a guy who's going to go down as one of the all-time greats against a, a guy who was Mr. Irrelevant and who just, you know, we talk about how he's he's done what needed to be done. This is a new stage for Brock Purdy. This is not exactly like he's been there, done that before. If if I put those two guys side by side, shame on you if you take Brock Purdy over Patrick Mahomes. And that's all you got to look at. And, and, you know, you look at it, maybe if the Chiefs had a shitty defense or didn't have a good coach, they have a coach who's won multiple Super Bowls, who's been there, who knows how to coach these games, who gets them in good spots versus a coach who gave up a 28-3 to lead in a Super Bowl against Tom Brady, the previous GOAT, in Shanahan. So all I'm saying is... Don't well, I mean, Quinn was the coach, but... But he was the offensive coordinator, whatever. I'm saying yeah, he was I, in it. That was the last time he was in a Super Bowl, Mikey, is all I'm saying. I, I get it. I, I get what you're saying. And, and the other thing, too, is, is the Niners have looked terrible. They've looked like they... Now... From a betting standpoint, if you want to do what, what I've suggested all year, go against the grain, go against where the money is, then maybe you know, maybe you take the Niners. But I just can't go against a guy who wins as much and consistently as Patrick Mahomes in the big game. And if I lose money on him, then so be it. I'll sleep good at night. But if I put my money on Brock Purdy and Mahomes and the Chiefs win, I'm going to be like thinking to myself, what the hell did I yeah. do? Yeah, that's right. Well, is it for sure that all the money's on on the Chiefs? I mean, is is that well, no, for sure? No, I don't, I'm not no, sure because that it is. because I got to tell you this: the the line was two when it opened. It was down to one several yeah. hours later. Now it's back up to two. Now what's going to happen by next week? I think, from a betting be standpoint, up. from from my experience in the field, I think that by the time kickoff happens on Super Bowl Sunday, public money will begin to pour in on the Kansas city chiefs. It will yeah. begin to pour in on the chiefs. I think people as dumb as this sounds, Joe, and as foolish as it is, people who want to have super bowl, public money is very, very stupid to track because you're going to get people that don't watch any football, make, put their money. You're going to have people who bet the chiefs specifically because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. You're literally going to have have people who bet against them because they don't like Taylor Swift. That's why it's going to (laughs) be as of now, if you could get the chiefs plus money, that's the, that's the play to make that. That's the play to make. It's as simple as that. It's for the reasons Joe said. Yeah. I I agree with him. If you're going to lose, you lose with Patrick Mahomes. You don't lose with Brock Purdy. You don't. And all due respect to Brock. I think he got disrespected the whole playoffs. I think he's played very well when it counts. But again, this is not the Lions. This is not the Green Bay Packers. 
This is the Steve Spagnolo Chiefs defense. It's it's <laughs> going to be different for him. It's going to be different. You keep saying Spagnolo, isn't it Spagnola? No, we're both Italian, so I could say Spagnolo. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a guy who runs a pizza joint. Um, sure. I'll be I'll be rooting for the 49ers, but you know I, I like Christian McCaffrey. I like the team to be honest. Everyone outside of Shanahan, I I think he's just a fucking ass. I can't stand his hat. Um, but <laughs> I can. I really can. I can't look at him. Just looks like a fucking prick. Um, but <laughs> I agree. I agree with everything both you guys said, Joe. I think you're completely right. I think there's just why would you ever? Why, Patrick, you you already know this story. It's like it's almost like you don't have to watch until the set you just you just know what's going to happen and it's going to be Patrick Mahomes again and it's probably going to be on the last drive because they're going to keep them in this game the whole time because they only do what they have to do no more no less what and I they're going to go week. down at the end of the game well, it's either they're going to go down the last drive or they're going to have five minutes six minutes left and they're just going to milk the clock and yeah. it's going to be the most boring ending you've ever seen and the Chiefs will win again and it's it's gonna be tough. I'm so sick of them. I'm sick of this team. I'm really sick of the red. I'm sick of Andy Reid. I'm sick of Mahomes and Maado. I'm sick of Taylor Swift. I'm sick of all of it. I, I'm sick of the team. The team. The when Chiefs they, run away tomorrow. I'd be thrilled. You know, it's a quick way to be unsick of them, though. Tick. You put a nice fat bag on the Chiefs sure. money line. Sure. Sure. I'm gonna be rooting for the 49ers, but I might, I, I, I might put a little bag. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you had your happiness. That's right. That's right. I mean, oh, he's uh, a great player. Are you sick? I do. Of I, do I do. Michigan every year. Michigan money line every year, and it's really? been making you some cash. Oh, yeah. well, not, this, not this year. What do you I mean would, not this year? Yeah. Oh, you, I thought you said you bet the other side. Oh, you bet on you Michigan. Michigan. I bet Michigan years? money line every year against Ohio State. That way, at least oh, just at against the very Ohio least. State. And Got I still, I would rather burn that money. I would rather take that money and. Well, that money pays for Dom's karate classes. No, I'd rather burn the money, and he'd have to skip karate for a month. I'd rather that. It's going to pay it's... for the new Ford Expedition. Oh. Yeah, sure. I tell you, I tell you, who's not going to lose the game next year? That's Ohio State. It's not going to lose next year. Goodbye, <laughs> Jim. Bye bye. Bye bye, Jim. Well, that's a great shift there into Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh being hired by the Chargers. Mike, you had some fun on Instagram and Twitter with that. Why don't you talk us through that and what you think? Uh, you know, it's been the talk for the last two off seasons that Harbaugh was going to leave. I thought he was going to leave last year. Um, the talk got so hot. And then this year, once he, once the talk that he was having the second interview in LA and they weren't, you know, it, were they going to let him leave the building without, you know, hiring him? And it just felt like it was his time. I mean, he had nothing left to prove really at Michigan. I mean, he could have tried to stay to win another natty. Um, but I think now he realizes, number one, he doesn't know what the punishment would have been from the NCAA, who still has not given him his full punishment for uh, all the offseason and, and recruiting violations and the, the, the sideline sign stealing. That was never settled. So I'm sure the penalty for the football team is going to be a lot less than it would have been for, for Harbaugh. That's one thing. Second thing, I think he really just wanted back in the NFL. I think he wants to win a Super Bowl. I think he genuinely wants to win a Lombardi. He sees he's going to have a tremendous quarterback to be able to bring up in Justin Herbert. It's an ideal spot for him, I feel like, with Herbert. Um, and, you know, on, on the flip side for Michigan, I mean, if you're a Michigan fan, you can't really be that upset. I mean, this guy brought you back from uh, – listen, I'll call it exactly what it is. You guys, 
for as much shit as they talked, they were irrelevant for many years. They were an irrelevant team in the Big Ten up until the last two, three years. He went on a hell of a run with them, won them three straight Big Ten championships, got them to the playoffs three years in a row, and finally broke through this year and won a national title, their first undisputed national title since 1942, their first outright national title since 97. Um, there's nothing more you could ask from that. Nothing. So if I'm a Michigan fan, uh, I wouldn't be that upset. Certainly I would wonder what, we're, what are we going to look like moving forward? But for Harbaugh, I'm not surprised at this move at all. I thought he would always come back to the NFL. Frankly, I was hoping he would come back and be the Bears head coach. That didn't happen. Um, he goes to LA and now maybe the Chargers a team that's always an off-season darling that everyone loves to talk about. Oh, the Chargers, they're going to be, oh my God, the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers. Maybe finally this is the year that they actually do something. And I think they will. I think he's, listen, the guy is a proven winner everywhere he goes. Did he have a rough start at Michigan? He won a lot of games. He just didn't beat the teams that he had to beat. He didn't beat Ohio State and he didn't beat Michigan State. Once he rectified that, he was exactly what he needed to be. And I expect the same now coming into L.A. Now, the problem is he gets dropped in the dog pit with Patty Mahomes. So we'll see how he does against uh, the Chiefs uh, and Mahomes. And maybe he is the savior you're looking for, Ticket, to end the Chiefs dynasty. Maybe it will take <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. Maybe it's him. And if Joe? he does that, man, he will be beloved by every single fan in the NFL that's not a Chiefs fan. And that's then you right. wake up. And then you wake up. <laughs> yeah he's excellent i happen. give credit where credit's due listen i i know i've talked so much shit on the guy and you know that's just the way that rivalry is but i i give credit where credit's due the man oh, i mean he's, he's been tremendous. a great coach he's, he's a tremendous he's, he's a bear tremendous. he's a bear he, he was a bear. chicago bear he took the he took the niners huh. for years huh. and made them a team that should have won a super bowl i mean they really they really made were Colin Kaeper- made Colin Kaepernick look like a, a superstar, a superstar. I think he's going to be very successful. And Couldn't I get think him off like- his knees, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> no, well. Now, anyway, listen. Couldn't. Couldn't do you're it. Right. You're right. I would say, though, if you look at the, the injuries that that San, San or I would say San Diego, that that LA Chargers team suffered throughout the year. I mean, losing Mike Williams, Keenan Allen got banged up, Palmer got banged up, you know, Eckler was out multiple games. Like, they got weapons that if they can keep these guys healthy with They Herbert never will be, health. though. They, they never will be, though, Joe. That's the problem. Keenan Allen's 100 years old. I know when he plays, he's still unbelievable. <laughs> he's unbelievable. He's he is. But Mike Williams is hurt. Every, Clemson Mike's number one knock every fucking year the guy's hurt. <laughs> and Eckler, the same thing. These guys, like... The best, uh, the best ability is availability. That's what and that they Jordan always Palmer, say. he's really good too, man. He's really fucking. But those top three dogs, the best ability is availability. Plus, you know who's going to be the guys who aren't available often. You know who's going to be really good is that uh, what is his name? Uh, the guy Parham? from Yeah, Parham. No, oh no, he, you think so? Yeah, I think Quentin he's Johnson. Be, yeah, I think he's going to be very good this year. He mm-hmm. showed some. Maybe if he learns how to catch the football, he'll be good. Maybe. I think he's going to reminds me of an old bear named Kevin White. What he reminds me. Oh, of. Kevin White was a physical boss. freak of nature. West Virginia. Man. He was a mountaineer, baby. Sure was. He had like a great seven game career and the bears thought, ah, fuck it. Seven <laughs> games may as well draft him seventh overall. He was Ryan, a freak. He just Ryan couldn't catch Pace, it. You asshole. I do think though, the, 
Harbaugh will be successful in the NFL. I mean, he's got the pedigree. I think he's got, you know, uh, he's got some history under his belt. He knows what he's doing. I think that they'll be set up for success. Um, and the Chargers just really needed someone to come in and shake things up because that, that Staley had lost that locker room for at least over a season. So they're really just going through the motions this past year. So it'll be interesting to see. And by the way, Michigan, I think, will be okay, Mikey. They won multiple games without him. Um, what's his name? The, the, the guy. Moore. I think he's going to be fine. I don't know if he'll be as good and as successful as uh, Harbaugh, but he did a good job, you know, while they covered for him. And he had one win some games, including the game against Ohio State, without Harbaugh. No, Michigan, listen, Michigan will win. I think Michigan will win like eight, nine games this year. I think they'll win eight or nine games. I, I They got a lot of guys leaving Harbaugh out. Sharon Moore, I still think, you know, he's got to prove that he could do it. Without well, they're losing. Back. They're losing their quarterback. They're losing their running back. Two of their best offensive pieces, right there. I mean, that's yeah. It's... Losing some linemen, losing some pieces on defense. Some of those DBs. Um, but I don't think it's about Michigan. I just think it's more about Ohio State. I just think Ohio State has reloaded to the point where it's like it got comical for a while there. Like they land the guy, the, the Caleb Downs, the best defensive player in the country from Alabama. Then they land the quarterback recruit five-star from Alabama that was supposed to play there in Sion. And, and it's just like all these guys who I thought were going to declare for the NFL, Egbuka, Travion Henderson, uh, Jack Sawyer, JT Tumalolau, uh, Denzel Burke, all these guys who are first-round talent all decided to come back to school. They got Quinshawn Judkins, the SEC running back of the year two years from ago. From Ole Miss? From Ole Miss. Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean that just, guy's good. They're loaded, dog. They're loaded. So they're going to win the national championship. If they don't win the national, it's national championship or bust this year. Unless like they get killed with a myriad of injuries, it is national championship or bust for Ryan Day. Even with Georgia year. having all those guys come back. Well, it's Georgia and them. I think it's Georgia and Ohio State are the two. Like I, I would love to see that as the, as the national championship game. But again, this is a whole new college football landscape that we've never seen before. Yeah. You know, to win the national title, if you're not a top four seed, you have to win four playoff games to yeah. win the national title. Yeah, it'll be That's a lot insane. of fun to watch. Insane. It'll be a lot of fun to watch. I think, uh, well, as far as the Jim Harbaugh thing goes, I think the transition from Staley to Harbaugh will be like, uh, like remember in high school when you throw a big party and there, you know, there'd be red solo cups everywhere, people naked in the pool, vodka bottles everywhere. It's just a fucking mess. And you, you really went after it and had a good time. Everyone had a good time. Everyone was having fun. And then dad got home and just people scattered like cockroaches and everyone went home <laughs> except for you. You were stuck there and he had to give it to you. That's going to be Jim Harbaugh. He's dad coming home. He's going to whip this. The fun is going to be sucked out of that fucking locker room for a long time until they start playing until their play starts reaching the talent that they have there. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I think you will see maybe, maybe the beginning of the year will be tough for them. I could see them going one and four and everyone saying it's the same old chargers, but by the second half of that season, I would be shocked with that talent with John, Jim Harbaugh as coach. If they are not humming, if they are not playing well. And then I think season two is where you'll really see Jim Harbaugh and the chargers shine. If not next year, we'll see. Um, let's get to one more thing quickly, and then we'll do who's a problem and get out in questions and then get out of here quickly. Tom Brady, Greg Olson, the fight for the booth. Do you like Greg Olson? 
Do you want him to stay even if he could? Do you have high hopes for, for Tom Brady? What do you guys think? Joe, let's start with you. I thought Greg Olson's done a great job. I think he's got a good voice. I think he's got a good understanding of football. He breaks down the plays well. I, I've never had an issue with him calling the game on Fox. I think he's I think he's really good. Tom Brady, it's it's I can't speak on how he would be because I've never heard him commentate a game before. So <laughs> I'm not a huge Brady guy. I'll go on the record and say that. I think this guy is the greatest quarterback who ever played the game. I'll give him that. I'll give him, I'll tip my cap to that. But he's kind of a clown, bro. He's kind <laughs> of been like, I'm saying, he like, is. since no, he's, he is. Joe, Joe since fucking he's hates Tom Brady, bro. Since he's retired, Mikey V. Joe, you've been on the record stating that you hate Tom Brady. Can we just, I'm not, he a is Tom a bit Brady. of a clown, though. He has turned into a clown. I mean, yeah, he is. He's There's doing a... these interviews and he's doing this stuff. His face looks like it's wax. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's just. I just, it's just like I get it. Like I'm not taking any. Stavi, away. Stavi put it the best. He said, "You look like Skeletor, yo." <laughs> Dude, I'm just saying. Like I'm not. I'm not taking away his accolades. He's the best quarterback to ever play the game. He's got. I mean, he's got a fucking what six rings? Like I just like. He's or is it seven? I don't even seven. Fucking know. Seven. 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 Yeah. Unbelievable. Like I will give him that, but like as a person and like his antics, like since he divorced his wife and since he's left his family, he's just become kind of a clown, man. So like, am I in a rush to see him commentate a game? I don't know. Probably not. Like Tony Romo, I think is a good commentator, but it's like. Uh, Romo's Romo's entertaining. Him and Nance are entertaining. They're funny. But I think Romo's got a good personality. I think I don't know if Brady's got that sauce, man. Like I I have no I have no interest in hearing Brady in the booth. I'm gonna be honest. I I don't I don't think I don't think he's a great speaker by any means. I don't think he's a great speaker. I just don't think he's I've never listened to Tom Brady speak and been like, oh wow, I'm blown away by how well he speaks or how articulate he is or like uh, he's a very good motivator. He's a good pump up rah-rah guy. No question about that. I think like his let's fucking go. I think that's great. Um, but Greg Olson has proven. And I think Greg Olson does a tremendous job. Yeah, I think does. Greg Olson is really good. Um, so yeah, no, I prefer Olson. You know, the wild thing about Brady is like, you think about how incredible Mahomes is and the conversations that people are putting him in already. If somehow he doesn't win this Super Bowl, let's say he doesn't win it, he's got to win five more to tie Brady. Just to get to Brady, just to tie Brady, he's got to win five more Super Bowls. Even if he wins Sunday, he's still got to win four more Super Bowls. Forget about winning the Super Bowls. It's not about winning them. It's about getting back to them. Just getting back to the Super Bowl is a pain in the ass enough. To win four or five more just to get to Brady's level I mean, that's that's preposterous, man. It really, just when you think about it in that way and how dominant Mahomes has been to start his career, like, do we really think that he's just going to dominate the rest of the way, that it's going to just be peaches and cream and rainbows and unicorns for Kansas City the rest of the way? Tom Brady, best of all time, keep Greg Olson in the booth, though. Don't need to hear from him. I, I, he? What's that, Joe? I was going to say, who's the worst commentator you've ever heard on an NFL game? Oh. Might be good. Uh, uh, might be good. Uh, 
Don't no, it's uh, it's uh, I saw... you know who was terrible? Fucking what's his name when he was Dennis Miller when he was on Monday Night Football. For oh, a while. he was My bad. God, he yeah. was bad. Woo, I heard, was he I, heard Corn- I heard Tony... a Sante Samuel. I like Tony Kornheiser. But I'll tell you, it was the worst. I heard Asante Samuel do a game, and it was one of the very worst things you want to hear the worst ever. Heard. <laughs> you want to hear he the couldn't worst? put a sentence together. You want to hear the worst of all time? Sure. I, it isn't even close. Akib Talib. I was going to say worst he was actually one of the funnier guys ever. He was time. Oh, he was. He was so good. He was so good. You think he was? It was good? entertaining. It was entertaining. Funny, yeah. I thought he was really. Yeah, I thought he was horrid. Dude, really Tom funny. Brady is a fucking clown, though, dude. I saw him doing a <laughs> a a. He faked a hole in one. He did. He faked a hole in one. That people forget. He faked a hole in one. But also, he used, I saw him doing an Instagram ad. He had some goggles over his face. There was a ball hanging in front of him attached to some some string. And he, he had to, like, he was trying to punch it. And the amount of times that you punch it, keeping it in the air without missing, you get points. And I saw him promoting this product. This guy who's won seven fucking Super Bowls. He's got, he's worth millions and millions of hey, dollars Giselle, Giselle Bunchin's a this she's guy. a heavy price tag to keep happy what That's, are he's not with her anymore what are you talking he's gotta about? pay the child support tick yeah <laughs> and he lost all and that not money. only not only that he lost half of his money he lost all that money it. to crypto this guy it, he is objectively a clown he is <laughs> I, he's absolutely a very good football player you know what? I, hey listen player. you know what that's a Michigan man you're talking about. <laughs> the Michigan man. It's the true. Michigan man. That's true. Now, who is a clown is Kevin Burkhart. I'm not a huge fan of him. If he wanted to come in and we just had two color guys, Olsen and Tom, I, I could maybe get behind that. Not a big Burkhart guy. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's get to who's a problem this week. Joey D, who is a problem this week? Uh, so I was gonna, I was gonna run it back, but I've just slandered that guy enough. I'm not. I was gonna say Draymond Green again, but I, I, you know my feelings <laughs> on this guy. You see what he did the other night? No, he slapped Anthony Davis in the face, and then like started laughing at him because he went down. And then he realized he was actually hurt, and so then he went and started like patting him on the ground to make sure he was okay. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, I'll skip that. Um, who's a problem? I'll tell you who's a problem. You know who I'm over? I was going to sell this person on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Use Chick's wife with these yeah. jackets. Yep. I'm over that shit, bro. <laughs> I agree. He went from like uh, 80,000 or 100,000 on Instagram. She's almost at 900,000. It's the same shitty, like fucking Jersey winter jacket. Now she did a thing where you pop the thing underneath and it says Super Bowl bound. Like she just reinvented. <laughs> that was very, that was very creative. The Louis Vuitton wheel or some shit. It's over. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're married to a hell of a fullback. Congratulations. You had you're your moment in the sun. married to a hell of a fullback. Taylor Swift <laughs> bought your jacket. T-shirt. Taylor Swift bought your jacket and so did Taylor Lautner. The, the fucking Lions guy who did the, what was that? The Twilight series. You see that tick? He was wearing the line. Like, just, it's just, stop putting that down my throat. I don't need to see another one of those god awful, outrageously ugly, 
overpriced fucking sewn jackets. They do stink. Those they jackets stink. That, that Brittany and Taylor were wearing, they The first suck. time I was like, okay, now she's oh, doing like different that. styles. and she, It's like, can you, and you see him when he came out of the fucking tunnel and he was doing like the scissor cutting. It's like, can we just fucking drop this? <laughs> what are we doing here, man? It's a professional football player who's a millionaire. You don't need to be doing fucking scissors as you run out of the fucking... Like, like Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Strutting I get he's supporting his wife, but give me a break, man. What a oh, got to support your wife. That That is a rule. I don't blame 100%, him. hundred percent, but you got to scissor cutting when you run out of the... the Let's the fucking... keep it to her. Let's keep it to her, all right? Mikey, who's the problem? Well... You know, this isn't going to be a popular one. It really is not. Um, but I've been meaning to sell this guy for quite some time. And he's a legend and he's an icon and he's one of my favorites ever. But I have to sell him because recently he's just very annoying. You want to talk about clowns recently? Oh, Rick no. Flair. Rick Flair. Oh, no. Rick Flair has been just he oh, is my unbearable. Geez. He's unbearable. He's almost senile. Like, uh, but is he? Is he though? Is he? Is he senile? The guy no. is older than paint. I, I, this is why it's not going to be a popular sell. I'm not selling him because of his age. I'm selling him because of his antics. What did he do now? He's at the Bucks game and they won. He's a Bucks fan. He's a Falcons fan. He's the ambassador for the University of Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. He There's sells- the there real is. problem. Well, There's well, the real oh, Michael, issue. Michael. Well, I'm just saying that this guy has got wants to put his grubby little paws in every little honeypot. That's what I want to say about Ric Flair. He's got his grubby little claws in every honeypot. I Make admire the fuck out of him, man. He made a name for himself as a, when when wrestling was nothing years ago. Good for him, man. Let him enjoy his his heyday. No, I, 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 Ric Flair, the wrestler. I mean, I love the guy. I love the guy. But what about him? Is he doing that? You're not happy. He's just he's he's attacking Paul Feinbaum, and I get that too because Paul Feinbaum is very overbearing. Um. But he just has his, he's just got his paws. And it feels like he's just got to just be like. Paul Feinbaum, the SEC guy? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, where do you get off just destroying Paul Feinbaum? He's so all over the map with everything he's involved with. It's like, and then when he was at the Bucks game, I didn't. uh, He's a Falcons guy. He's a Falcons fan. Like, I just don't. He created one of the most legendary celebrations within the West. I mean, like, that is. You're talking about retirement, Ric Flair. Old retirement. Oh, yeah. This He's trying to to keep relevant. It's not been a kind new millennium to Ric Flair. He's certainly taken advantage of that. Like, ever since that. Like that resurfaced uh, as like a meme that everyone he's was on using. cameo now. He's he's yeah, he's he was with all the he was with all the rap groups. He was like in rap songs with all I these loved guys. It. Now, I loved it. I mean, <laughs> Rick, Rick Flair drip. I love Rick Flair, man. It's so I like good. Rick Flair a lot, the character, the wrestler, but I the mean it's like you know, if you if you watch Limousine Hulk, ride. if you watch Hulk Hogan on his current Instagram. Hulk Hogan at least still stays in his lane, like the wrestling lane. Like he stays there. He still tries to like cut promos as the Hulkster and talk about awesome. Hulkamania. Right. It is awesome. Ric Flair talking about the Falcons, Michigan, the Buccaneers, Paul Feinbaum. It's just bizarre. It's just too much. You know what I found out the other day is that Dial Steve, it Austin, back. Dial Steve it back. Austin has 
Instagram. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. he sure does. Steve Austin, BS, uh, Bone Skull Ranch or whatever. <laughs> BS Ranch. He's great. He's awesome. Yeah, he's the best. And uh, his best quality is that he has no ties to Michigan. That's his best. That's his best quality. No, I no, would no. like if you're going to sell somebody, you should have sold Vince McMahon. At least the guy's under fucking. Well, I'm not going to. That's the one that should not, be sold. I'm not going to. Well, you Don't know, I'm not going to touch that. That's an open and pending investigation. <laughs> I, I'm not going to stick my nose in that until all things are resolved. But. Well, I mean, he I resigned. Think I think it's obvious that we knew Vince McMahon was a scumbag for many years. I mean, we knew I something mean, remember, like this was coming down the pipe for a long time. His, his skits with Trish Stratus. This yes. guy was the biggest scumbag in the he, history of mankind. Vince, McMahon, Vince McMahon's a top five horn dog of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is yeah, a he top is. five. How about the face he made when Stacy Keebler came down when yes. he's like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and then he's like falling off his chair. Like he's up there with like the Har- he's up there with like Harvey Weinstein. Oh, and like, he's top, top well, horn dog guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, fact he it took is. this he, long to get there is it's shocking. He is. He Vince is. never Vince never met a skirt he didn't want to lift up. Never, <laughs> never, never. never. <laughs> Uh, I'll keep mine quick. It's uh, I'm going to take it out of sports this week. I had an awful experience. Um, moved to South Carolina and I got what's called <laughs> palmetto bugs. Oh that's boy, the yeah, that's, that's the, the best. best. That's the best. That's been going around for a while. Oh, for well, no, now it's a crying one. It's the one where he's like, or what's the one? He was on some documentary that everyone. Yeah, he's like, crying where he's like this. That is yeah. the. Uh, that's from the Andre the Giant HBO special. That's tremendous. Yeah, that's tremendous. Tremendous documentary. Um, I found a cockroach on my fucking uh, on my wall the other day, and Oof. I looked up what was going on. Joe's <laughs> not gonna let it go. Joe's just gonna keep He's going. Just gonna let it go. He's gonna let it go. Let ticket. Let ticket. No, I'm sorry, Tick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tick. No, I'm good. I'm gonna move on. I'm gonna move on to the viewer questions. No, no, no. Finish. Finish. Well, we're running out of time here. You only got no, six no, minutes go, left. No, no, no. Go ahead. Finish your buy. You only have six minutes left. Who's your problem, Tick? Uh, it's I'm good on it now. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna blow by it. I'm gonna blow by it. I'll I'll get uh, it. Now next I'm gonna week. feel like trash. No, 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 it's okay. Uh, first question comes from Ethan Rysenga, one professional athlete that you would trust to babysit your kids. Mikey, who do you got? I got one professional athlete. Yeah, any to babysit my kids. Sure. Who do you trust? Okay. Who do you trust? You want one? Sure, ahead, Joe. Joe. I'll give you Tony Finau. Guy's got like six kids of his own already. Yeah. What's another? What's one. another two? <laughs> <laughs> take him, take him down like uh, Rocky and Moana, and fucking take him through Hawaii, and you know, show him a good time. He's a he's a he's a family guy too. You can't imagine, you know, your kids would be in harm's way with Tony Finau at home. That's a good no. pick. That's a good pick. Uh, let's see here. I would take, uh, uh, for the very same reason, I think I would take Philip Rivers. Yeah. That's yeah, but he, he's, he's so religious though. You got to wonder if you're going to come back to the same. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. That's true. Tick. That's a good point. Yeah. Don't be signing up for fucking <laughs> Bible study. <That's> a... <laughs> <laughs> he's renouncing karate for Bible study. <clears throat> you got to do a, you got to do like a, you know, a hockey guy, maybe like a Joe Sackick or somebody like that. You know, no, uh, man, you know, this is a this is a very good question, honestly. Uh, 
You know, I pick, I pick, uh, I pick Alex Brown. Great guy. Know him very personally. I'm, I'm, I'm wow. My Are you yeah. still doing the Alex Brown show? I feel like I didn't see it much this year. We do it on Twitter. We you do, do it on, on Twitter? Twitter. That's yeah. why. Okay, because I'm a recent joinee of Twitter. So now next oh, year, yes, we'll yes, tune yes, in. Yes. Um, I'm surprised you, know, you didn't say McGregor. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I bet Josh would be great. I bet Josh would be a wonderful response. Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Josh Allen would be yeah. a wonderful, wonderful choice. Or I think so too. Chase Utley. I think Chase Utley would do a wonderful job. I think he would keep the kid in line. I think he <laughs> wouldn't get into any trouble. Um, what about Roger Federer? I don't know anything about him. Looks nice. What about Andre I, Agassi? No. Keep him away from your kids, <laughs> man. Or, or John John Daly. Oh, he's sure. raised a good boy. It feels like. Well, you know where to find him. He'd be having wings. Or with John McEnroe. John <laughs> yeah. McEnroe. Yeah, you're giving yeah. it to the Hooters. That's not horrible. That's not horrible. <laughs> or at a slot machine in Vegas. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> or Lolo Jones. What about Lolo? Um, how about next question? Let's go to Zach Rhodes here. He wants to know who was your first sports idol, and what did they mean to you, Joe? Uh, would have been a hockey player, Canuck. Um, probably Trevor Linden. He was the Canucks captain. He gave signed. Uh, you know, uh, I got an autograph from him. He signed my name wrong, but that's neither here nor there. He wrote Joseph J O S E F. Uh, tough look, but uh, yeah, I thought he was he was hard nosed. He was the captain. I I, I love the guy. He was probably my him or him, actually, you know what? Fuck that. Patrick Wall. Patrick Wall was my first. Wow sports like as a goalie growing up i thought he was just the fucking man i thought it was going to be pavel Bure, the russian rock pavel Bure was yeah. there too but he was like after okay all right fair enough mikey who do you got uh you know i actually got uh this one probably surprises me i actually got jerry rice jerry rice um oh. growing up i think i was in like fifth grade or fourth grade and i went to one of those like scholastic book school uh, like book sales or whatever, where you like you walked in with like twenty dollars and you get like a star eraser and a poster of a Lamborghini and shit like that. I think I got a poster of Jerry Rice, and I followed them very closely, the Niners, and they were very dominant when I was growing up. Um, you know, the Bears were my team, but the Niners were always a team I would watch. And Jerry Rice was like, to me, I I don't know, I just always played Joe Montana football on Sega, and I would just play with Jerry. I was just throwing jerry rice every time so jerry rice to me was one of those guys who was like a uh, hard-nosed guy uh best player on the field just you know never heard a bad word about the guy um yeah so jerry rice i, I knew that one because mikey told me i actually played with jerry rice in the that's tahoe right. acc championship that's right that's right and mikey was, told you was, that and I actually had him FaceTime Mikey V. That's oh, right. that must have been a nice moment. It was very cool. It was yeah, pretty it was very, cool. It was. Very cool. Yeah. I'm shocked it wasn't oh, like Emmett Smith. And my dad, my dad was at the house and ended up being able yeah, to say hi to talked, Jerry Rice. Talked which to, was, yeah, which yeah, is Jerry fucking Rice. Um, Jerry Rice. By the way, Jerry Rice is a class act. He's a class act. He's a god. He was so nice. Put him I, on I Matt asked, Rushmore. That's I asked Jerry and I was like, do you mind? And he's like, yeah, no, call him up. Because because yeah, yeah. Mikey told me he's like, dude, that's so cool that you're playing with him. He was like my OG, like original favorite player. Yeah, doesn't that, he travel that... with like uh, bodyguards too, though? Doesn't yeah. he like? Well, yeah. his caddy's like this massive bodyguard dude. <laughs> yeah, I actually, he's got like 15 holes in one. The guy's a freak. 
What? Rice yeah. house? No, his bodyguard. His bodyguard is 15 <laughs> holes in one. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I can't make this up, man. No, but he could have. I think yeah, he, very I easily. Think, yeah, he uh I'll I don't know. I'll go. It was either like Brian Dawkins or um you know it might even earlier it might have been this guy who played for the Detroit Tigers, Maglio Ordonez. He played outfield for him. I was just a huge fan. He kind of was the beginning of uh bringing the Tigers back to redemption. He was the first wave of that team. I was a big, big fan of him. Uh me and my dad watching Tigers fan uh Tigers games together, watching Maglio. And then Pudge. I was a big Pudge guy, too. But Pudge was great. Pudge yeah, was great. he's the man. Yeah. Um, we'll do one more here. Justin Perry wants to know, Dan Campbell, as your coach, telling you to go for it on fourth and 30. You doing it? You calling it on? Uh, is it a situation where you're down and the only thing you can do is go for it? In which case, I'd go for it. Sure. Your coach is telling you to go for it on fourth and third. Yeah, but tick if it's if if tick if you're down five points and it's the last play of the game, yes, you're going for it. The answer is yes. Yeah. This young man failed to give any context. That's not my fault. All he wants to know is any point in the game, any point in the game. How do you in the scenario I just gave? The answer is yes. Well, of course. Let me give you scenario. The answer is no. You're gonna go against your coach, Mikey. When you played football, did you ever call an audible? I, it wasn't the quarterback. I it was, wasn't the QB, man. To no, but you, you were on the line. You could call it an audible on the line, though. I mean, I could call a, a fucking a, a blocking scheme change if I really yeah. felt like it was necessary. But, I mean, like, I'm not Did you ever do it, though? Play. Yeah, sure. You did. You did. Yeah, That's because cool. sometimes, well, if the D-line, like, let's say we were facing, you know, if we were playing against a, a, a four and three, if we were playing against a four three and I'm the left tackle and the guard, my left guard is supposed to pull on a blocking assignment to go downfield and block a linebacker. Yeah. And all of a sudden they shift out of four, three and they go to like a three, four, or they bring somebody up on the line. I have to adjust that play. I got to say, I'll pick up the backer and then you got to do this. You got to, I mean, that, that is different. Were you this like the captain? The play. Were you like the captain of your line? Like were yeah, you the like left tackle? So yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. If there was yeah, I mean, se- the someone center, senior to you, the, se- the center was younger than me, so the center would typically change assignments if if needed. But I mean, like for us, like high school is a little different. So it's like, you know, the center in high school is not like in the pros. The center calls all the shots pretty much. Yeah. It's um, pretty cool. But- I have a lot of questions about your time playing football. I have sure. I'd like to pick your your brain one day <laughs> sure, about sure. about how yeah you could be doing that waste management. Did, I could have been. Did you did you ever think about playing? Did you play in college? You didn't, did you? I got recruited to play D two and I tore my shoulder. Right, and that was the end of it. Like you that even went to repair because I well because I was a very immature eighteen year old kid and I just you know sure I've seen the I didn't have eyes on the prize. That's, back that's when the bodybuilding <laughs> came into play. <laughs> And that's when the jersey that shore came into play. That guy was ripped. <laughs> that yeah. guy was fucking shredded. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. That's another good one. Joe, we're only getting you out of here three minutes late. I think we did a pretty good job on that. I thought sure. it was a good episode. It was a good one. It was a good one. We're just doing one this week unless we decide to get together tomorrow. By the way, we, um, we are going to start, I think, once football wraps up, we, we've discussed as a team, we want to start changing the dynamics. We're going to start having maybe a few people on the, the show. Special guests. Some interviews, um, some guests. athletes, friends of the program. Um, anybody that you uh, would like us to interview, please let us know. We may or may not be able well, to 
get those people. And if it's, and if it's Tom Brady, well, then just leave your submission at home because we ain't doing it. Bro, um, we're going to get hit with so many submissions that we cannot get. Oh, my God, bro. Can you guys get Roy Jones Jr. on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Although hey. after next week, maybe you guys can get Denny Hamill, Jimmy hey. Johnson. Who Dale knows? Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt. Now, that would actually be a cool one. Dale Earnhardt yeah. Jr. I'd happily have him on the show. That'd be I, you some, miss 100% bought, of the shots you don't take, I bought some. I bought some vintage NASCAR Daytona 500 uh, t-shirt and hat on eBay. <laughs> oh. So you got to get I the was jacket. Told, I was told by Paul Swan to buy, uh, to buy vintage NASCAR gear for the race. Tell him that you'll, Why would uh, you'll he tell you to do that? Because for... he's going to be there. He's the pit guy for uh, one of these no, big but, races. But why was his recommendation vintage NASCAR shit? He's like, he's like, if you're going to go to the race, he's like, you got to wear NASCAR gear. Said, well, the yeah, the yeah, jacket yeah. would be sick. I have a, I have a vintage Budweiser fanny pack, like Bud heavy <laughs> red fanny pack. <laughs> And I also bought a pair of jean shorts off of uh, Amazon. You so should get like a shorts. Richard Petty hat, like an STP, like the old STP. See, you know hat. more than I do. I know nothing. Or about. just get you wear a Guns and Roses shirt too. You know, you'll be I've, fine. I've been Guns to Guns and Roses. I've been that... to a handful of races, man. They are really? a ton, a ton of fun, man. You watch those things just go around and around. When and I was around. a kid, I, my dad and some, some of my family, we would go How do you a get lot into of the that, time. Though, Tick. How do you get into watching them just go around in circles? My dad loved it and then once it's kind of like a lot of sports when you just pass by you're like oh, is it just guys throwing a ball into a hoop but then when you really dive into the sport you get to know kind of what's going on it becomes more interesting to you but uh, i know guys who i know got a couple guys a couple of my friends love it they love and i'm like really i'm like nascar it had they have bastardized that sport to the point where there's almost no competition but years ago it was a lot of fun to watch but you guys will have to tell me you guys are the ones going now um, Take a gentlemen, NASCAR, then we'll do Formula One, okay? Formula One is, see, now that's not going round and round. That's a lot of fun. I think if you dove into that, Mikey, I know you don't have the time, but if you did have the time, I think you you would end up liking that one a lot. F1 is sick. Watch watch the documentary. Do me a favor. Watch the documentary. Watch Ticket episode is a one. of this documentary watch more episode than anyone one. I've ever seen. <laughs> watch I episode swear one he makes, he me. makes a cut of every fucking person he tells to watch it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But guys, we got to get out of here. Um, another good one. That's another episode of The Sportsman. Like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube and the Instagram. Fire your questions in. Mr. Anderson will then send them back to us. We'll answer them at the end of each episode. We'll be doing a lot more as football comes to an end. Um... A lot of fun, guys. That's Mikey V. That's Joey D. I'm the big ticket, and we will see you guys next week.